The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the um, Dragons Insider, blog of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between Terramina's and Orient Neighborhood Intelligence. I'd like to welcome our friends who are us on the local voice, on SoundCloud, and also those watching on Orient Neighborhood Television. We got a special guest. We got Ian Lockback this yeah, week. Yeah, I'm back. Woo! Mm-hmm. Um, last week we had um Kellen James and um Bob Bridges on. Yeah, sorry, um, I missed week. that one. That was a good one. This week we got Coach Doug Corliss, hey, of course, hey, the voice hey, of the Lake Orion Dragons. Hey, oh, glad to be here. Let's tee it up. We got <laughs> a lot of football to talk about. Of course, I've got a whole kitten caboodle a mess right here on my um, side <laughs> of the set. I think, Sam, I think this is the most paperwork I've seen you bring in at any time. Goodness. Uh, during this podcast. Goodness gracious. A- and he He's actually, doing his homework. He actually wrote on it. <laughs> yes, I did. I did write on it. Um, Very of course, good. we got the voice of the Dragons here. I'm Coach from Corliss. Um, of course, we talked last year. You were on our show last year. We talked about the three divisions, um, the red, white, and blue. Um, what teams has you interested to keep an eye on this year? Uh, a couple of them. Oak Park. Mm-hmm. I think Oak Park's going to make a run at Division Two. Uh, West Bloomfield in Division One. You and I talked about it before mm-hmm. we started. This could be Coach Bellamy's year. Uh, you always have to include Clarkston in the mix, but as we talked about, are we starting to see a couple of chinks in the armor? I think there's a little bit coming. When you look at, there's a little question mark with Clarkston. Um, I want to get your thoughts on the Wolves only playing eight games this year. Um, I know there's been a little bit of an uproar. Which is bizarre. Which is very bizarre, is the very, fact that Clarkson's only playing eight games this year. You can't find another player or another uh, opponent? Well, you know, and they I mean, and, and they try and they and they try to find opponents. Just other teams around the state or around the country just don't want to play them. Too scared? <laughs> it, I don't it, know why. It what astounds it? me that a football team, you know, What's a matter high school? Yeah. Doesn't, you know, is looking, has an open date, and you get a premier program in the state of Michigan says, hey, we've got an open date. Let's play. And they say, nah. nah. Yeah. It, it's it, astounding. Yeah. You always want to measure yourself against the best. Mm-hmm. That's a theme Sammy's been talking yeah. about you for always, years. You know, Rick Flair always says this to be the man, <laughs> you got to beat the man. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it kind of tells you the direction of these teams. You know, do like Catholic Central does, like... Uh, West Bloomfield's playing uh, the Catholic League fourth-place team well, to close out the year. Well, go to Ohio and get a team. You know, go, yeah. you know, find something. You know, go over and play Benton Harbor. Go over and, and you know... I think, I know they have reached out. To everybody, it's just the other teams in the state just, just don't want to no. play them. They don't want to play them. I don't understand it. I don't either. I know, um, and I and you know who loses out in all this? The student, the student athletes, the coaches, they all lose out on this. And the fans. And the well, fans. Here's here's yeah. the thing. You get to let's say Clarkston goes to a state final. Is their record and is their path to a state final tainted? Because they only played eight games. Hey, what, if you'd what? have played nine games, 
maybe you'd have lost that and yeah. you wouldn't have had the seeding you do. And also, you're is, healthier, right? How healthier. is that going to work with the seeding? It shouldn't affect the state playoff seeding, but if it does, yeah, I, I think it's drops going down. to. Think? I think it does because now, yes, to get in playing an eight game schedule, you have to win five games. Mm-hmm. But you know, and yes, the the competition is going to be much tougher for Clarkson. But but you know, if you look at if you're playing a nine-game schedule, you look at Clarkson, if they're, like, in the 60s or 70s based playing an eight-game schedule, you know, they're going to be – they're going to have to go on the road to play their road games. Absolutely. And that's and, not right. No, and they cannot afford two losses this no. year. No, and yeah, when margin, you look at – The margin for error just absolutely shrunk, like, immensely for those guys. And right. when you look at Clarkson's schedule, they got to play Southfield twice. You got to play Oak Park, and then the rest of your, and then the red schedule. And there's that's another brutal. thing that's silly. Why are you playing <laughs> Southfield twice? You can't find, you know. So in effect, you know, there's, go out yeah. on a limb. Southfield doesn't want to play him twice. Are you going to play a seven-game schedule? Yeah. You know, they've uh, there's I, I, something in there that another team has got. You know, should have stepped up and said no. Are they worried about injuries because you know, Clarkston has the twin towers in the middle? Yeah, Splinter Dillinger. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, but but to play the same team twice, I don't think I've ever seen that unless it was matched up in the playoffs mm-hmm. or that sort of thing, right? We've seen that before. We've seen it in the playoffs, but not in but the regular season. But not in a regular season, season in league. No. That doesn't make sense to me. I go, how did the one game is a non-league, the other one is a league game. But, but you're playing in a league opponent. Yeah, that's true. And you're playing a known commodity. I mean, right. you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're calling it a showcase, right, Sammy? So yeah, share with everybody. Showcase. It's, like... it's an always showcase taking place at West Bloomfield. Um, of course, they have two games there. They're going to have Oak Park and um, West Bloomfield. That is going to be the first game at 4 o'clock. That should be interesting. Yeah, uh, I'd yeah. I, I, I pay admission. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That will be a heck of a game. And then you have Southwood A&T and Clarkston playing the nightcap um, at 7 o'clock. Now, um, when you look at the other matchup, you know, other teams, we talked Oak Park, we talked West Bloomfield. Um, but when you look at West Bloomfield, they've got the athletes back. You know, they got a ton of talent back. Um, they got, you know, they got their quarterback, C.J. Harris, back. They got Makari Page, Cornell Wheeler, both going to Michigan. Um, but when I look at questions, you know, there's not a lot of questions with this Laker team. No, they're not. And Coach Bellamy's getting to the point where he just he doesn't reload, he restocks. Yeah. <laughs> because he has got players waiting in the wings to go on that varsity team that can contribute and play well. Um he's in the same situation that that you saw Lake Orion in about ten years ago with a lot of college talent players that made the leap to college and played well. And there were players that ended up starting their, could only start their senior year because they had so much talent in front of them that were really good athletes. But when you look at West Bloomfield, last year, kind of a little bit of a setback in the playoffs, losing to Belleville in the regional mm-hmm. final. Two years ago, they made the state final, losing that crazy game to Clarkson. <laughs> Yep. Um, I call it ugly. So when you look at the Lakers, 
mindset. There's going to be a lot of media people are going to say West Bluefield is number one ranked team in the state. I agree. There's going to be a lot of them. Or if not the number one, they're ranked in the top three. Obviously. And I expect to see West Bloomfield back at Ford Field the Saturday after Thanksgiving this year. It's going to be very interesting. Do you, know? you think – now, we've seen other teams that were like this. You, you build, you build, you build. You're close. You don't quite get there. And then you're in Ford Field and you go down. But they're still they still have enough talent. Do you think their window is closing? Like, no. is this a no? This is a sustained uh, no. progression that they are still climbing. They're still here's the thing. Here's the thing on the upswing. Ron Bellamy has done a magnificent job building the middle school programs up. You know, I know in the first, I believe the first three years, two years of their renaissance, they relied on talent. You know, mm-hmm. they relied on transfers. But he has developed that middle school program, and look where that program it's been at. They have been very sustainable. They've been very competitive. And the fact that they are winning right now. And that is a huge, huge credit to Bellamy and his team. You know, developing that middle school program level. Yeah. That's huge. The other thing is when Coach Bellamy took over at West Bloomfield, and, you know, assistant coaches, God bless them. They're, they're really what makes the sport of football. But he had leftover assistant coaches from the previous regime that were a little misguided in their, coach, in their techniques and in their, their way to coach. He's got his staff in there now, and that's huge. Because they're all on the same page. They're all looking, and that's at all levels. That's at the JV, varsity. They're all looking to improve the program, improve the players, and they're bringing this talent up. You know, you can't teach talent. You've no. got it or you no. don't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they can take that talent and harness it. And now you're. I think you're going to see the fruition of that this year with West Bloomfield. I think they're going to be scary. Um, <laughs> they're going to be scary, scary, scary. Would you they, call? Would you officially call it changing of the guard from no, no, from the Wolves no. to no? Uh-uh. You just think it's one one A or it's two a, two no. heavyweights going at it? That's the beauty of the red. You know what I mean? When you look at the red, you know you also got to look at the other teams in that division. You know you got to look at. We look. We talk Lake Orion. Um, I think Lake Orion's going to be a good football team this year. Um, Adams would be an interesting team to keep an eye. On. They're going to be very mm-hmm. young. Oxford is another team that we're that's going to be worth keeping an eye on. Of course, you got Drew Carpenter back at quarterback. But the team that Coach Colas and I disagree on is South Bend A&T. They got <laughs> talent. Yep. They got talent. Yeah. But the numbers tell me otherwise. They have not gotten the job done the last two years. There's seven and eleven the last two years. And I and, shocking. And I think that's all getting used to. And I know it's been like three years now since the merger of the yeah, two yeah, high yeah. schools. But it's getting used to a new way of doing things for some of these players. Now they got three years. They got a whole new turnaround that's been in the system. Look at last year. Lake Orion went down to Southfield A and T and they were and Everybody said Lake Orion's going to get steamrolled. Correct. 
and Lake Orion came out with one of the best wins that I think in program history because they were such a huge underdog. They just went and physically just out right. them. Right. And you're not going to say, I mean, Southfield A&T's got, if not more talent, better talent. And I think you're going to see Southfield A&T come out, go on a roll. It's going to be... Well, okay. Sammy, Sammy's shaking his head. <laughs> Let's put it this way. It's going to be, they're going to be as good as their attitude mm. is going to take them. And the attitude of a team is everything. If you go in and you think you're a world beater and you start having struggles, that yeah, element yeah. of doubt is going to creep in no matter what a coach is going to say. They're going to think, oh, is this going to happen again? And I think Coach Conley's going to, you know, he, I think he's going to have a good squad this year. Look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. Mm-hmm. Clarkson twice. Got to go to Lake Orion. You have Oxford, West Bloomfield, Adams all coming to Southfield A&T. And they also have River Rouge. River Rouge humiliated them last year. Yep. 45 nothing. Yep. So, what I, I mean, look, it can happen. <laughs> on on any given Friday yeah, night, yeah. it can happen. But looking at them on paper, and paper is a whole lot different than looking yes. at them on turf. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But on paper, they should be a playoff team. They should be a playoff team on paper, but they have not proven it on the field. Right. When you look at A&T, when you look at Southfield, I mean, that schedule is brutal. That, I mean, like, they're 7-11 last two years. I mean, you can't, numbers don't lie. Okay. Yes, don't lie. Let me throw this out at you. What's your per, uh, prediction for Oxford? Ooh, I yeah. got Oxford at 5-4. and four. I think they're getting in at 5-4. and four. That schedule's brutal. It is. And that's, that's the thing about the OAA Red. We've been saying it for years. It's a dogfight. Mm-hmm. Every team, I mean, it, there is no let-up in the OAA ring. Yeah. There is no let-up. When you look at the Wildcats this year, Drew Carpenter, it's going to likely be the Drew Carpenter show over at Oxford. Last year, they allowed less than 200 points for the first time since they entered the OAA. Wow. They, they had a renaissance. When you beat... Lake Orion, Clarkston in the same year, have a dogfight with West Bluefield, and then you take David, you beat Davison in the first round of the playoffs, and you were in it with Lapeer for a half. That's a heck of a season for heck Coach yeah. Bud Riley. I, uh, uh, two years ago, I would have thought that Coach Riley was going to retire. Yeah. I, I remember being at Oxford in the fog, in the rain, <laughs> and at pregame, I was looking down on the field, and Coach Raleigh was standing by himself in the end zone looking up at the scoreboard. And just by looking at him, I thought, boy, is this his last year? Has it finally come to Mm -hmm. And then he turns around last year, goes back to what Bud Raleigh and Oxford do best, smash mouth, pound the rock, beat you up football. Well, they did run option. And ends up going bit. ends up going the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. Coach Raleigh, if you're listening to this, I apologize because <laughs> I was wrong. But he also found a, a gem at QB. I mean, when we were started that game, right? Like mm-hmm. Orion Oxford, we're watching it, going, "Who is this kid?" And you're like, 
no, you can't sustain it. And what did he do? He not only sustained it, but he got better. He moved from running back to quarterback. He was fantastic. Drew Carpenter. He moved yes. from running back to quarterback. That it, was he could complete passes. Huge. I mean, it's like you're like, whoa! It, it, with when you have Oxford, that not only has its traditional running game going, and an option uh, game, a, an option and a uh, legit passing game. Yep. Wh- what do you do? I and, mean, that's you got to watch out. Yeah, and he built a pretty good defense line. Yes. Too. Like I said, last year, allowing 192 points. That is the lowest since yeah. 2010, wow. the year yeah. Oxford was in the OA. Yep. Yeah. And you and remember that first year, boy, they, they let up a lot of points that year. Mm-hmm. That but, was rough. But, yeah, I was a big fan of Oxford last year. I mean, just watch them. You, when you see that, that change, because you kind of say, oh, you know, a program like that, a coach like that, what they've traditionally done, and then you saw them kind of limping – you know, for a couple of years there, then you see him do what they did last year. You just kind of sit back and go, okay, this is good. I can be a fan of this. This is, It was a lot of fun to watch them roll through the season. And knocking off Clarkston, that was. Well, they had a score, a last-second touchdown. I know, to but it happened. But And it happened, mm-hmm. you know. The other team that surprised me last year and was Adams. You didn't know week to week which <laughs> yeah. Adams team was going to show That's up. That's true. The Highlanders remind me of the 2012 Michigan State Spartans. Oh, they lost six <laughs> close. They lost six close. Well, they were in in, in their ten games yeah, last yeah. year. They were in six of them were seven points or, or less. less. Yes. Oh, I remember. They were three and three <laughs> in those games. Yeah. Of course, Coach Corliss, you caught the Lake Orion Adams game. We know what happened there. It was um, it was great. Um, Chris Fritching thought I was going to fall off the stands. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that was uh, uh, that was on the road, that, right? Yeah. That was on yeah. the road. You know, yeah. it's kind of, you know, when look at Adams last year. Had a surviving overtime against Rochester. Mm. Rochester decided to go for two, didn't get it. Um, then a game last year at Bloomfield Hills. Controversial call went Adams' way. Adams survived that game. The Lake Orion game. Lake Orion ended up scoring a late touchdown. And then, of course, they had that big win at Oxford a year ago, 17-8. And then that playoff loss against Lakeland mm. where um, Carter Ferris t- uh, gets, injures his knee in that game. Done for, the, done, for the, um, done for the season, didn't play basketball. So Adams is a team I'm curious to see how they do this year. I'm yeah. very curious. And – you know that that they're starting eleven or eight, you know, depending on their two-way players. But you know that they're going to have good athletes in those positions. What what I'm always concerned with with, with Adams is their depth. They're young this year. Yeah. They only had twelve players in their JV last year. Can they? Af- can they afford an injury? To, no, to I don't. Their starters. I don't think they can because they're going to rely a lot on um, Carter Ferris and Mark Petrino. You know, that's their, that's their two top guys until their young guys can develop because this is a very young football team. And the schedule is interesting for Adams because they got to play, besides the Red, they got to play um, Rochester to open up. Now, they have owned Rochester since 1996. Then they got to play Stony Creek to close out the year. Stony Creek's getting better under Nick Merlo. Yeah. And then they got an interesting one with Seaholm in the middle of the year. That's going to be really interesting. So when I look at Adams, the key for this team is they got to stay healthy. 
And if they can't, this could be some trouble. It could. And we have not talked about Bloomfield Hills yet because not even, nor Lake Orion. Bloomfield Hills, let's just touch Bloomfield Hills. I don't know what you're going to get. They did not, they, you could see that, again, they had athletes on that team, but they, they weren't a very disciplined group no. last year. No. And I think life being in the red, you have to be disciplined. You know, yeah. you got to be disciplined in the red division. You have to be, um, I, you know, when Blue Hills had John Paddock, um, that quarterback, of course, he had he was a calming influence along with Jack Sape. Um, when I look at Dan Laurie's team this year, you know, I got concerns up front with this team. I got concerns. I mean, there's a ton of concerns when I look at Bloomfield Hills. I mean, I'm very concerned about their line. I'm very concerned about their um, the strength of that team is going to be their wide receivers. Okay, they got Alec Ward there at wide receiver. They got four guys that can play there. But this team's got a lot of questions, Bloopy Hills does. And the fact they got to go to Swinehart week one to play Utica. Mm. That's not going to be an easy game for Bloopy Hills. Right. And they still got to play the rest of the OAA <laughs> yeah. Red. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's not going to be fun. And since you mentioned it, Lake Orion, I'm high on the Dragons this year for the following reasons. You've got a three-and-a-half-year starter at quarterback. Yeah. You have a senior running back who has been a three-year starter. You've got, and I'll, you know, it's nice to talk about everyone. We've talked about Blaze. We'll talk about Kobe Manzo. To me, one of the keys on this team is Drew Van Heck. Drew Van Heck is like having another coach on the field. You could see when he was injured last year, any time that you had an offense or a defensive, you know, talk over during a timeout or whatever, Drew Van Heck was right there with his, you know, listening, adding points. Uh, those three are going to lead this team, and I think the Dragon. I think the Dragons are in for a good team, a good year this year. If they can get that line, especially offensive line, get that one that one starter back and Mason Slocum. If they can get that line, I mean, if they grow. This is good. This is a good football team. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. A lot of people have this team losing week one at Lapeer. Mm. I'm not one of those guys um, because I think when you look at Lake Orion, experience matters. Yeah. And when's the last time they had that they, much? They I mean, had not three started and a half-year starter under center, three-year starter running back. I mean, when was the last time that happened? Probably, probably Shh. 2011, mm-hmm. 2010, when you had uh, Sean Charette in his senior year. The year that went the state title. Sure. Yeah. And, it, you know, 2010, you had – yeah, that was a stock team. Yeah. And I mean, it's I, been a while. Pat Caputo yeah. called that team in 2010 Lake Orange, the best team Lake Orange's ever had. And he was right. I'd agree with that. Yeah. 2010, uh, 2012 was probably very interesting. That was a good run. Uh-huh. To me, one of the best teams they ever had to go back in, in history of the Lake Orion program was 2006. I remember that team. When you had right, uh, net. Nate Recknagel was oh, a senior. Or 2004, I'm sorry. And you had... Oh, three, my bad. Yeah, three. Yeah, you just had a juggernaut. And week seven against Harrison, 
Nate Recknagel tears his ACL. It's done for the year. And they've brought um, Brad Hood. Brad Hood up that. from the My JV. Classmate. Won his first start, lost against Clarkston, and then had to go in to the playoffs. Part-time and really, that was, that was probably one of the best teams that we had. I mean, they rolled everybody. And Carmen Ainsworth rolled us. The other one was 2006. We went in undefeated, beat Clark, beat uh, Clarkston week nine, went through the first round of the playoffs and rolled. I believe that was Waterford Mott. Yeah. And then came back against Clarkston and Kurt Richardson, to his credit, devised a game plan and Lake Orion didn't adjust to it. But I thought that 2006 team, I think, was one of the best teams that they've ever had. Man. So this year, you've got all that veteran experience. You've got all that veteran leadership. I think Coach Brad Fisher really grew last year as an offensive coordinator. The game against Monroe was one of the most thrilling games I've ever seen. They took Monroe punch for punch. And I'm looking for good things out of the Dragons this year. I think a lot of people are. You know, when I look at my projections, I have this team at 7-2. Okay. And I think it's fair for this group. But they have not won, won five. They've not won six games since 2013. They've got, but when I look at the schedule, you know, it looks favorable. You know, it looks manageable. They've got a lot of their tough games at home. Mm-hmm. They still got to go to Oxford, Clarkston, and mm-hmm. um, Lapeer. Those are going to be three tough games. Are you looking at the losses as Clarkston and West Bloomfield? Um, or do you think they'll pull one of those out? I think they'll pull one of those off. Um, but you never know. But actually, those two losses you know, that I'm looking at, you probably could say that, those two losses. But, but. If they could get Clarkson this year, you know, this is the if it comes down, their offensive their line play has to be better in that game against Clarkson for them to pull that one off. And it's been a while; it's been since 2010 since Lake Orion has beaten Clarkson. Yeah, you know, so wow, that's got to change. It's been that long. It has. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years, and hoping this is a change to the guard. Who knows? So that takes care of the red. Yeah, it takes care <laughs> of the red. The the preseason coaches poll. I don't. I don't have a. The only thing I would do is I would flip flop. So, Lake Orion Lake and so read, read the coaches poll so everybody knows. Coaches poll, of course, the red division. You got West Bloomfield one, Clarkson two, Southfield three, Lake Orion four, Adams five, Oxford six, Movie Hill seven. And uh, uh, West Bloomfield had four first place votes. Yes, they did. Um. I am. I do agree with Coach Corliss on um, Southfield. I think you should put Southfield a little bit lower than because um, I think Adams and Oxford are going to be. They're two teams that are not getting any respect in the media from the coaches. I think they're better than people think, and with that schedule Southfield has, I just I just don't trust the Warriors right now. Mm. I just I can't trust the team. Yes, they got all these athletes. They got all the social media hyping them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just it, until. The jury's out in the football field. I cannot trust the Warriors. And I would maybe even go out on a limb and flip-flop Oxford and Adams. 
simply mm-hmm. if, if we see the Oxford we saw yeah, last, last year, year mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to make some noise. Yeah, and I and I and I, I when I look at my projections, if you watch, if you're going to watch my football preview shows, we hope you do. We hope you do. Um, <laughs> you could tell I've got five teams from this division making playoffs. Five. Wow, you know, um, but I think. I think Oxford is undervalued, and I think Adams is undervalued. Who's Oxford's week one? Romeo at Barnabas. They're at Barnabas. That's a tough matchup. It is a tough matchup. That's going to be a tough one, yes. That's a tough one. I mean, Romeo's got their proven physical. Mm -hmm. Be interesting. Okay, now let's go from the... um, Let's go from the red division to the white. Um, We talked about Oak Park um, a little bit, Coach DC. Um, What's your thoughts on Groves heading into the year? Groves is one of those teams that always seems to be in it. They'll go to the playoffs and something happens. Uh, Groves they went to state semis last year. Yeah, yeah. And believe me, that was a boost for their program. First time they've been that far. Second time. Second time. Excuse really? me. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But everything, you know, as we said earlier, everything's going to go through Oak Park. Groves is going to give them a battle for it. What about a team like Warren D. The South? They could. Yeah, uh, they could. De La Salle has been there for forever. They took Oak Park out last year. Yeah. Since since they decided to, you know, change it, change the football from a pig's bladder to leather. <laughs> uh, it seems like Groves has been there, um, and they've always had good teams. They'll run through a regular season, and I just I, I think they'll be there. I don't see them, if they make the playoffs, I don't see them going far simply because of the division they're in. Well, you also got, yeah, I, I could see that happening too, but who knows? I mean, they got to load it. Their offense is back. The majority of their offense is back from a year ago. Um, their defense, I got some questions for that, t- for that defense. Um they're going to be a team worth watching, Groves is. But if there's a team I'm watching in the white that has me interested this year, it's Nick Merlo, Stony Creek Cougars. Yeah, Stony Creek can put a good team out this year. Their defense is going to be stellar. I, their defensive coordinator is former Troy and Hazel Park coach Gary Griffith. Uh-huh. Yep, and that defense is allowed over 240 points only once. Wow. Only once. since, And that's with three different coaches. And Stony Creek is finally getting stabilized. Mm-hmm. You know, they went through you know a little period, if you want to call it a period of upheaval, where you know they had two Red or three Zuby, different right. And then Bob Lancy. Right, and now you're finally getting some stability there. The players know what to expect. The coaching staff knows what to expect. And yeah, I think they're going to have a good year. Do I see them making the playoffs? Maybe not because well because of their it, division. Yeah, but if they could get by somebody, you know what I mean. If they could mm-hmm. get by somebody, particularly Adams, you know what I mean. When they play last game of the year, that game against Adams, they got a shot. Mm-hmm. They have a shot. They have. Um, let's assume that the preseason poll stays as the way it's going to be, and Stony Creek uh, finishes up third for their crossover. Going they by the way, they, 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 they got to play Oxford. They got to play Oxford, too. Ooh. 
But they also, if they're crossover, three against three, they'd be playing Southfield. Yikes. A&T. Yikes. So, yeah, their schedule is going to be a tough one, as everyone's is. But that that is one of the things I can see really being a detriment to Stony Creek this year. And then when you look at the other teams, um, what about Rochester? You know what I mean? I do not trust Eric Vernon's defense at all. They're bringing up, they have a quarterback who's a proven experience. They have proven experience, a quarterback in Peyton Youngblood, who's going to make the um, transition to quarterback. Um, so what are your thoughts on Eric Vernon's team? Coach Vernon has, you know, number one, he's been there for a long time. There's, but it's just a matter of execution with them. They always seem to come up short at a critical time. And it's it's been that way, and I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a teaching thing, uh, but they can put they've put some good teams out on the field that end up finishing four and five. <laughs> yeah. And you don't you look what is the reason? Because they've got some athletes at Rochester. And you know, I I expect them to have a winning record this year. I can see them winning five games. We'll see. I mean, yeah. they haven't beaten Adams since 1996. They haven't beaten Lake Orion since 1996. That's right. And they're on the schedule. Yep. Man, that's a long stretch. And Lake Orion and Rochester is at Lake Orion. Yep. So it's uh, <laughs> They were close yeah. to knocking off Adams last year. Yeah. Do you think this is the year Rochester gets Adams? Could be. As we talked about with Adams, uh, yeah, you see a good team there, but you don't see a lot of depth. Mm-mm. So Adams is, as we said, one injury away from disaster, a, having a bad season. And if Rochester gets him at the right time, yeah, Rochester can break that jinx. They they got a shot, you know. Mm-hmm. Here's a team I'm curious for you to see. That's Seaholm. Um, they make the move from the blue to the white. Um, from the and um, they got some experience back. But what's your thoughts on the Maples? I don't see that much of Seaholm. I hadn't read too much about them. Um, Seaholm is just trying to keep their head above water. Yeah. Trying to survive in this in this division with an Oak Park and a Groves and a Stony Creek. They have lost six straight to Groves. Yeah. So, Including twice in the playoffs last year. Right now, Seaholm... Uh, Wants to get out with a winning record. Will they do it? It's hard. It's, it's going to be, be hard. It's going to be tough because Rochester can get them. Right. Um, it's hard to say. And uh, then you have the Troy schools. You know, right. you have Troy, Troy, Athens. Athens has to be better than what they were last year. Athens should be better. Billy Keenest uh, is the head coach there. Good football background. And I think Athens will be better. Will they have a winning record? Maybe it'll be interesting. The yeah. schedule looks favorable. They open up with them. They do have to open. They open up with Detroit Old Redford. Close out the year of Pontiac Notre Dame prep. They got Troy Week Two. Mm-hmm. I think for them, it's starting fast. If Athens can start off fast, get some confidence with this team. This has been a program that's used to losing. Um, when you look at the records, the statistics don't lie. 
13 and 50 since 2012. 2 and 25 since 2016. Ouch. Defense has allowed over 200 points in 18 in the last 21 years. Oh my That's goodness. not good. No, That's... it's not. And it it's funny because last year or maybe the year before when we if we were doing this, we'd be talking about how the white division had the power programs. You had Harrison, Harrison. Oak Park, uh, yeah, right on down the line. That shifted. Yeah. Now you've got the the red is the power conference. The white is the maybe the big three and the little four. The big two and the little five. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then you have the blue. We're going to talk blue in a minute here. Yeah. Um, any thought on Troy football? I mean, I'm a little concerned with this program where this direction's I, been going. I can't help but remember back a few years ago talking with Coach Griffith at the at the end of his term there as Troy head coach and said that with both Troy and Troy Athens that the demographics of the district have changed so much in the past, say, 10 years that you can't, you don't get the big guys coming out for Troy football that they'd put oversized pads on there and they'd look absolute like behemoths coming out on the field you know now you've got a bunch of guys coming out and playing football and this team's 16 and 39 since the 13 30 and 53 since 2010 offense has not scored over 165 points since 2013 their defense allowed over 190 points since 2012 and they used to be a state powerhouse they used to be you know and again that's that's what you see with the changing demographics of a school district. Now, all that being said, you can do open enrollment and mm. you could have kids coming in from all over, but to Troy's credit, they're playing with the, with the, the hand they're they dealt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's it on the white here. Um, let's go to the blue. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Pontiac. You know what I mean? I want to talk Pontiac. This is a little, they weren't at media day, um, which was a little surprising, a little surprising. But when you look at Pontiac, you know, they just got new helmets courtesy of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, um, football. That's a good story. You football um, in your, um, um, what's your expectation on Pontiac this year? Is it, let's see. They don't have a JV team, but yeah, they, they have do. A, they have a, okay. They oh. have no freshman teams. There's no. a lot of schools in the league this year. It's part of the league makeup. Either don't have a freshman team uh, a couple of them don't have a junior varsity team. So is that just numbers? Yeah, it's numbers down numbers, overall numbers, playing yes. this game. That's numbers. It's you know part of the the thing about the stigma that football is getting put on it. Although, if you look at things like the heads up football program, mm -hmm. and you know, football is a much safer game than it was ten years ago. But looking at the white, um, we lost Hazel Park. Oh, the blue. Oh, yeah, the blue. I'm sorry. Pontiac, Pontiac has had such a turnover trying to find a coach that will go there, take this team, develop it. Yeah. Because Pontiac yeah. is really like a new school. 
they've got to even 48 since 11. Well, stability. Doug's right. Yeah, they've got to develop a program. They've got to develop the player. They've got to get the players in, keep them committed. Yep. Oh my goodness, keep these players committed and develop a program. If you don't have a JV, get a freshman program. Yeah. Do like um, all the programs are doing now. Put the emphasis on the lower levels, get them developed, get them committed, and then you start building a program. I agree with you. It's a shame because the city of Pontiac has some tremendous athletes there. They really do. They've got some great they, they've got some athletes that could be great football players, but they've got to have the direction. Yeah. And right now, that direction if it's not totally there, it's developing. It's developing, you I know. Mean, it, it's coaching stability. I mean, we yeah, talked right. about this. Uh, other programs have been limping along where you, you turn over a coach, you, you get all excited, you say, hey, there's hope for the future. is going to be here a while, gone in 10 months. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even last no. a calendar year. Yeah. And, you know, Pontiac has suffered that. I know. They have suffered. Yeah. And, the, you know, football in the city of Pontiac, has got too much tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, they going back, you know, back to my days. Even, you know, Pontiac Northern at that time was our rival, mm-hmm. and you know, to see it, it's it's sad to see it get to the place that it has been. Not that it's going to stay there, but see where it's been. And I'd really like to see Pontiac come back up. I do too. I think a lot of people do too. Yeah. Um, let's go from Pontiac. Um, let's talk about the Farmington school situation. Of course, you know, the Harrison influx now at North Farmington and wild. Farmington. See, um, that's a wild story. That Sam. is a wild story. Now, of course, <laughs> all Harrison <laughs> staff is now at North Farmington. Yeah. Now. Which is yep. crazy. And now you have, and some of the Farmington Harrison kids went to Ferndale and went to Farmington. So, <laughs> What's your thoughts on both North Farmington and Farmington? I think North Farmington's going to have a good year. Mm-hmm. That being said, I don't know if they will make the playoffs. It's going to, they're going to be caught in the same thing everybody else is in. You can bring the old Harrison coaching staff over, but you're still going to have a period of transition. They're not conference is really weak when you yeah. look at. They got a tough game, though, with Okemos looming. That's a 7 oh, wow. from a year ago. Mm-hmm. But you got to open up the air with Waterford Kettering, a team that's been yikes. <laughs> and then you got to play It's Lane Lincoln to close out the year. So I think playoffs could be in the Coach John Hurston's first year's future. I would, I would, you know, it would be the storybook. Absolutely. You know, uh, situation. For them to come in with the Harrison coaching, with a lot of the Harrison coaching staff, and take some of the players, like you alluded to, some of the players went to Farmington from Harrison, um, and Harrison had really a diluted program last year and still made the state playoffs. Yeah, they and went still, to regional finals. Still went to regional finals. Yeah. So yeah, to they will have the coaching staff experience but like I said you're you've got a a holdover group of players that were juniors last year at North Farmington and sophomores um 
are they going to buy in right away? And what is that transition year yeah. going to be like? It's such a unique story. I'm mm-hmm. gi- I'm giving them a buy for a year. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just to get used to each other. What yeah. about Farmington? You know, same thing with them. Farm- they made the regional final last year. Um, Farmington. Yeah, I I won't give them as big of a pass as I did North Farmington because Farmington still got a coaching staff there. Mm-hmm. And how they bring the new players in to a current situation, you know, is going to be the story there. I think Farmington will be fine. I think Farmington will have an easier time than North Farmington. Their schedule is easier, though. They're not conference. Right. Um, so that'll be very interesting to see. Let's talk Avondale. Corey Bell. For, of course, we know the Bell Tree. Avondale's got a lot of experience back. They got a ton of um, talent back. Um, how is How do you think Corey Bell is going to do in his first year in Auburn Hills? I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I, I saw Avondale play Berkeley last year in the rain, in the fog. And Avondale, or Avondale had a pretty good program last they year. They still have a good program they, this year. They ran the daylights out of the ball, and their offensive line was something to behold. And uh, I'd, I'd look for a good season from them. Will they make the playoffs? I think Again, they will. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I would probably flip-flop them with Ferndale for third and fourth place. Yeah, what's the, next? yeah, what's the uh, coaches? Uh... Uh, the coach poll in the blue right now shows North Farmington first, Farmington second, Ferndale third, Avondale fourth, Berkeley and Royal Oak in a fifth place tie, and Pontiac Adams seven. Um, speaking of Ferndale, Ferndale's got talent back. They got a murder's row with schedule. They got it. When you look at Ferndale, they got Seaholm, Allen Park, Detroit Country Day, Farmington, North Farmington all on the road, and then they got to play <laughs> Avondale. At home, of course, the road teams won the last two meetings. If if you can be competitive in three of those games, I mean, put up a good fight, you'll you'll consider it a good season. I think Ferndale. I I think the I think the blue. You know what I mean? I think you know. I think these four teams are playoff teams. I really do. When I look at them, which four are those? A North Farmington, Farmington, Avondale, Ferndale. Um, if Ferndale can get six wins with that schedule, kudos to Eric Royal and his team. Yeah, kudos. it'll be a successful season if they can pull six wins out of it. Yes. Um, let's talk Berkeley now. Of course, Sean Shields, second year, trying to rebuild a program. It was 3-15 and 15 since 2017. Um, they got a new quarterback in Hunter Kaising back. Um, he played um, strong safety last year for um, for the Bears. Um what is your outlook on the Berkeley Bears? I saw Berkeley, as I said last year, and the one thing that I saw that hurt Berkeley the most was team discipline. Mm-hmm. They were a train wreck out there. Um, if he can get John Shields, new coach, yeah. If if Coach Shields can get those kids more focused on football, team football and not going off the rails every game. Yeah, they can have a successful season. Do they have the talent to keep up with the rest of the league? That's the thing that I think remains to be seen with Berkeley. They got a tough schedule. They open up with Brandon. Brandon has had a very successful um, couple years under Brad Zuby, And then they got to play um, 
Pontiac, Notre Dame prep to close out the year. I mean, I know they play Troy to close out the year. They play Pontiac, Notre Dame prep in the middle of the year. Um, so not an easy slate for Berkeley. Um, not an easy slate for them coming in for them. And the last team we talk about is the Royal Gravens. They have a Lakeview problem. Yes, they've been 11 and 8 the last two years. <laughs> but for some reason, Lakeview's been a team that's been a pain in their thorn. So what's your thoughts on the Ravens? Royal Oak is building a program. And I know it's it's funny to say after about 10 yeah, yeah, years yeah. of putting it together. Yeah. But they were so bad for so long. 10 and 69. Yeah. Oh. And now you're finally, and it's like we talked about every place else, stability up front, stability with the staff, getting the players to buy in, and, yes, yeah, starting to have some success. You know, nothing breeds success than winning. You start winning, you're going to, oh, yeah. you know, it's just going to steamroll. And Royal Oak started to put it together last year. Uh, that was two years ago in 2017. Yeah. They, they made the playoffs in okay, 6-3. Yeah. And so now you know, you're seeing Royal Oak. The What you'll see with them is their lower programs coming up and starting to develop. Everybody's got to be bought into it. There, you know, there can't be a one, you know, have a loss and everybody hangs their head. It's all, it's as much physical as it is mental with Royal Oak. Royal Oak opens up with Lakeview week one, a wing TT. (laughs) Okay. A wing TT. Royal Oak. Is that your favorite, Sammy? Royal Oak. <laughs> well, wait a minute. The answer to the wing T is tackle everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If it moves, tackle it. Well, that's funny. You know, Royal Oak last year lost twenty-one to nine. Adam St. Clair Shores. In twenty sixteen, they lost twenty-one nothing. Mm. However, in twenty seventeen, the Royal Oak went to the playoffs. Royal Oak won twenty-one nothing at home. This year's game's in Royal Oak, so. The Huskies bit them, eh? They have bit them. They have bit them. When what? I look at Royal Oak's schedule, they got Southgate Anderson, and um, they do close out the year. Um, they do close out the year. They dig up the schedule. God, I got, yeah, I got to dig up the schedule. I can't believe it. I mean, they got to close out with Flint Kersley. Flint Kersley to close out the year. Two first-time opponents for them. Mm-hmm. So... What is your thoughts? Do you, can you see Royal Oak possibly getting six wins with this schedule? No. Okay. Now, that being said, just, you know, they, they finish out with Flint Kersley, first time they've seen him. But by week nine, you've got enough film on your week nine opponents. There's nothing should be surprising. Yeah. They got to go to Flint Kersley, yeah. too. And But you have seen about four or five games. If you're scouting correctly, and going out and watching your future opponents, you know, and and getting tape on them, you know, yeah, it's not like week one, right? No, where all you've got to go on is last year's tape and maybe a scrimmage tape. You know, you've got a lot of film by week nine, um, and again, I don't know about Flint Kersley. No, so well, they've struggled as a football program. Yeah. They have struggled. So. I don't see. I only see three three playoff teams out of the blue. I see four. 
Okay. Which are your four, Sam? I said earlier, North Farmington, Farmington, Ferndale, Avondale. And who you, who do you have missing there, Doug? Avondale. Ooh. Yeah, Avondale <laughs> missing out? Yeah. Interesting. And the, the, it, let's say Avondale, Ferndale, flip a coin. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said, I would flip those two, and you can flip a coin that it'll be Ferndale. You can flip a coin that it'll be Avondale. Um, but I just see three playoff teams coming out of there. How many in the white, two? In the white, I, you know what? Stony Creek could sneak in and be the third. If Stony Creek gets in, that'll be the first time since 2013. Since the year Brad Zuby was there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's three in the white, three in the red. Um, Uh, No, how many in the red? I see five in the red. Oh, I'm sorry. Red. I I meant blue. I'm sorry. It's all right. Three in the blue, three in the white, and five in the in the red. Yeah, I see that. Um, I see that too. Um, you know, when I release my um preview shows, um, it's gonna be um, you'll see what playoff teams I'm looking at. Um, you guys have given it, gotten a hint already where um I'm seeing with these teams that heading into the um football season. Yeah, we're hoping to have the preview show on the air next week. Mm-hmm, next right? week, yep. So it's we're uh, three weeks out, correct? Yep, we're three weeks out. So we release uh, blue. Blue first, then, then white, white, and then, then the red. red just before uh, the first, uh, was it the home game for Lake, Lake Orion? Orion? Yeah. At well, Lapeer. The first uh, Lake Orion home, home game. game. Home game, yeah. Home game, So it's yep. kind of a setup for the home game and the, the launch of the, you know, the divisional play uh, play of uh, the yep. Red. Also, keep an eye out on, on my blog, too, at Inside yeah, the yeah. Way. Um, uh, of course, um, I will be releasing the um, blog out sometime this weekend um, to see where everybody's at heading into the year. Um, yeah, and just a reminder, uh, Owen TV will be at six games for Lake Orion. So... Not only just uh, the Dragons are recovering, but it's their opponent too, right? Also, you got and, also you got OCT for Oxford, CMN oh, for um for Troy, Berkeley area. Correct. So there's a lot. Ferndale if area. you want to see these teams play, there's plenty of coverage out there for your community center, your media centers. Absolutely. Oxford's going to do all their home games. We're going to go on the road. We're going to get that one. We'll have the Dragon perspective on the call, of course, right, Coach Doug? Absolutely. And then uh, we're going to uh, see about rolling on the road to uh, Clarkston. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. It's always difficult to get in there. They, as we say, don't get along with the MHSAA that much. Yeah, I know. Right? They disagree. But um, but we're going to try to get over there. We'll have uh, – either way, there will be a game. Uh, the Lake Orion-Clarkston game will be covered one way or the other, and we'll have that on the air. And so all of you uh, football nuts out there, there's plenty of coverage to uh, uh-huh. check out games, not just here in the north side, but awesome. uh, the throughout south side too. south side too. Those games are going to be covered. And in the middle as well. Fun. Yep. Um, what's your final thoughts, Coach Corliss, on the um, heading into the um, football season for all, for all three teams, for all three leagues, red, white, and blue? Um, if I had to pick division champions, mm-hmm. uh, red is going to be West Bloomfield. Mm-hmm. White would be Oak Park. And I'm going to go out on a limb. As I mentioned, I think North Farmington is going to need a year. They may win the division, but I don't see them as a state playoff final, going to a final, maybe even going to a regional final this year. Um, I see Oak Park going a long way in the playoffs possibly to a state final. And as we spoke about mm-hmm. earlier, I think this could be West Bloomfield's year. 
I think that I think that's I think that's pretty accurate as well. Um, Ian, do you have any thoughts? I'm with you guys. It's uh, the, overall the OAA football when you look at it as a bunch, healthy, mm-hmm. right? A lot loaded. of loaded, lots of programs that are doing well. Coaches and let's talk like the camaraderie between the programs. I mean, they are working together to sustain this success that the, the OAA has had over the years and trying to keep it going get more kids involved. I just think the the state of OA football in general is healthy. And we know, of course, we know Lake Orion football better than just about any of it. And we have seen the continuation of, at, at all levels, uh, Little League football. Mm-hmm. Youth know, football. Youth middle football, football, middle school. Right on up the line, you know, that it keeps going. They've... They've had some number drop-offs, yes, but it's still enough to keep this program sustainable yeah. for a lot of years. And yep. we didn't talk a lot about Lake Orion. I see Lake Orion at 6-3, and three, making the playoffs and getting a playoff win. That would be the first time, you know what I mean, like um, that they've gotten six wins if everything goes right with mm-hmm. you since 2013, since, since the 2013 season. Um, they have made the playoffs, um, but getting barely getting in at five and four. Mm-hmm. But um, I could see I'm seeing around with that with Lake Orion maybe six and three, seven and two. Um, it'd be very interesting to see what happens. The Reds are gonna be very vicious this year, but yeah, as is every year, as is every year. So <laughs> talking with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about just the the playoff format. It's going to change next year. Yeah. I want your thoughts on that before we um, log off. Yeah. This we, we got about uh, 10, 15 seconds. Okay. This year, um, lost train of thought. <laughs> Take it, Sammy. Okay. Um, the new playoff system, of course, coming in next year. Of course, the six wins go bye-bye. Yep. So yep. that's going to be very interesting to see what happens going into the season. Yeah. Um, wish everybody best of luck this year. Watch the football preview shows this week. I mean, this upcoming week. Yeah. Sammy Termini here signing off here. Thank you, thank you Coach Doug Cloris, for being on thank this you. week. Yeah, thanks for coming in, Doug. See you thank later. You. See you all next week. Bye, everybody. See you, Sam. See you, Doug. Boy, now it's producer Sam Ter- Sammy Termini and the views on this show are his and his alone. With Coach Doug thrown in. Want to make your own podcast? Give Owen TV a call at 248-393-1060. Season's just around the corner. OA preview show. Sammy's coming up soon. Watch Owen TV for more information. That's it for OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya.